This is Center Stage, putting your firm in the spotlight by highlighting business owners and other industry experts to help take your firm to the next level. Hey everyone, and welcome to Center Stage. I am your host, John Henson. And this week, I wanted to uh, have a, a conversation about the Clifton Strengths Assessment. I'm a huge fan of this. Um, we have uh, integrated it here at our business here at Spotlight Branding. And it's a really, really valuable tool that can help you and your team not just understand uh, you know, their own personal strengths, but it can also help you sort of gauge what roles within your company have the best strengths and, and how people best perform in, in that role. And so uh, I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to have someone on to talk about how you can integrate that into your firm. And so to do that, I am joined by uh, a Clifton Strengths uh, coach and implementer, Golden Madume. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you, John, for having me. It is great to be a part of this conversation, which I think is just always such a positive way to engage and be effective in work. So thank you. Yeah, so um, I, I, you, I said you were a Clifton Strengths uh, coach, implementer. Give us the brief introduction. What exactly is your title? What exactly do you do? Yes, well, I do a couple of things. As is typical for all of us these days, we wear so many hats, but I am here on the East Coast and I'm a teacher at a college campus. My background is in career coaching and life coaching. And I'm also a Gallup certified strengths coach, which is one of my favorite things to do is to engage with people and develop and build potential and develop talent within, within them. It matches so well with my strengths. And I know we'll get into that a little bit later, but that's, yeah. that's my, my title, my work and my joy and fulfillment. Yeah. So just kind of broadly speaking, so, uh, you know, people, it, the term Clifton Strength is what it's called now. People might not be familiar with that term. It used to be called the Strengths Finder, uh, mm -hmm. but they recently changed the name of it. So, just broadly speaking, what is the Clifton Strengths Assessment? Yes, that's a very good question, and there's so many ways uh, to answer it. And so, I know some people have some level of exposure to it, but one of the the ways that I like to simplify it is to say that the Clifton Strengths Assessment is a good way to help people understand or answer the question, who am I, right? So we have other assessments like we talked about earlier, like the Enneagram and so on and so forth. And they all help paint a picture of who you are. The Clifton Strengths Assessment helps us uh, do that. The old model of people living and working was to sort of segment ourselves into who we are at home and who we are at work and who we are in other spheres. And I think the Clifton Strengths assessment really paints a holistic picture of who you are at the core, what you do really well, and how that applies to work, life, relationships, and so on. Yeah. And so uh, there are two kind of main components to it. You have, I think, 34 different strengths. And then mm -hmm. those strengths are then divided into four kind of themes or domains, kind of, yeah. I, I've seen both terms. So let's start there. What are the four themes within the, the Clifton Strengths. Yeah, yes. So the four domains or four groupings, I, I like to think about them as the strengths are sort of similar to each other in what their focal point is. So um, for example, a strength like achiever is very much focused on executing or getting things done. So executing is one of the domains. Another domain is influencing, which some people think of it as leadership, 
Um, and I agree with that. I think sometimes it can be distracting because they think of it as leadership in the traditional sense of having uh, authority or a specific role or title. But I just see influence as your ability to impact, influence the opinions, feelings, actions of other people. Then we also have relationship building as the third theme or domain. And then lastly, strategic thinking, which talks about how you process information and understand the world around you. So those are the four main uh, domains. And I know when people have this conversation, the first thing my clients ask me is, if I have strengths in one area and not in another area, does it mean that I'm not capable or effective in that other area where my top strengths are not showing? And we always say, most Gallup uh, coaches, you they use this terminology all the time, the walls between the domains are permeable. So your strengths in one area can achieve impact in another area, even if that area is not reflective of your top five or top 10. Yeah. And that was kind of what I was going to ask you next, because, um, you know, I think just kind of how we, most people naturally process things, you get this long list of, yeah. <laughs> of different strengths and you, and, and you see, okay, the ones at the top, those are the ones that I'm really good at. So then yeah. I, I think we oftentimes assume the things at the bottom are then weaknesses, but mm-hmm. I know that that's not how uh, Clifton strengths does it. So like, for example, uh, positivity is actually my lowest strength, but <laughs> that doesn't mean that I'm necessarily a negative person. Absolutely. It just, it, yeah. it just kind of means that like, you know, so like the exam, so like the definition they have for positivity is like someone who has contagious enthusiasm, they're upbeat, they can get others excited. I'm a very even keel kind of person. I'm not a very mm-hmm. motivational rah-rah kind of guy. I'm just, I yeah. like, I'm, I'm more in that executing theme. I'm, my head's down, I'm getting work done. So like that, that sort of angle of positivity is not where my strength is, but why is it that that Clifton Strengths has it set up this way to where just because something is your lowest strength, it doesn't mean that it's a weakness? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a very good question. And one of the ways I engage this conversation with my clients is to sort of peel back what the strengths really are at the at their core. So the 34 strengths are actually reflective of just natural human function and natural uh, human personality. Um, the process of getting the assessment was they, they did over like a 40-year longitudinal study for those who are research nerds and want to you know, think about the validity of it. So 40-year-long study, including millions of um, people that were involved in the process. And so these 34 are reflective of natural human uh, personality and function. So they are in all of us. So all of us have all the 34, right? But there are some areas where we are more dominant in than in others. So I make people kind of talk through people to think about when you think about your strengths, think about those things that those who really know you and love you would say, yeah, that's very obvious about him. That's the thing that shows up first for him. Now, there are other things that are beneath the surface. It doesn't mean we're lacking in them. It just means that we're really dominant in some areas than others. And so I almost divide the strengths into three tiers or three levels within each individual. And the lowest level, to think about this, the lowest level starts as strong, the middle level stronger, and the top level strongest. So when I think about strongest, I'm thinking about that top five, top 10, then the middle 12 for stronger, and then the lower 
stand for uh, strong. So it's really, at the end of the day, it's actually really not that bad when you think about it graduating from strong to stronger to strongest for your dominant and most obvious ones. Right. And, and, I, and I like that, that that's how you paint it, because I think that's what allows you to hone in on those strongest strengths that then helps businesses or, or even however you're going to use it, really find ways to put yourself in a position to where those strongest strengths are being utilized the most often. And, and you, your own personal abilities are being maximized and taking, taking advantage of in that way. Um, so, you know, speaking, so I, you know, we were talking before we went on, you know, we've implemented this here at Spotlight Branding into our, into our culture and into our hiring process. What are some ways that you've seen businesses do this with Clifton Strengths? Oh man, there's so many ways. And it's, it's been great to see the creativity that different organizations have uh, used to implement it. And it also matters to by size, you know, because there's mm-hmm. this uh, ability or idea opportunity for scaling the, mm-hmm. the application uh, of strengths. One of the ways I'll start with small because that's one thing we see with engagement. And we'll talk about the Gallup's Q12 uh, in a little bit. But one of the things that we see with engagement and strengths development and talent development is that those one-on-one conversations matter a lot when it comes to that within the workplace. So the relationship between leader and follower or manager and team member matters a lot. So in one-on-one conversations, when um, individuals or members of a team feel that their job allows them to exercise or utilize one or most of their strengths on a daily or at least frequently in the job. They understand that their job is connected to the mission of the organization. Those are some small ways that I've seen small teams uh, use the strengths uh, effectively in work. And the idea of it is that it helps with a couple of things. It helps with performance because I know performance can sound very cold and very clinical sometimes. And I, sometimes I tend to hate it myself because like performance, performance, but we're not robots. There's an individual, a real life person behind the performance that we're trying to uh, achieve and measure. Um, so we see that there, and, and that's where the strengths helps with. It helps with the relationship building, talent development, relationship management, and then uh, performance as well. On a larger scale, we've seen uh, global organizations with you know hundreds and thousands of employees use the Gallup Q12 as a structure to gather feedback and measure what they're doing. And so this big idea of measure for management or measure to manage is something we see as a resource and sort of like a philosophy from Gallup. So we see those larger organizations implemented in their systems use the Gallup Q12 to measure how much they're engaging in so many things, including the strengths, and then use that to drive their plans for development moving forward. Awesome. Yeah. And, and so if anybody's watching on video right now, so um, I, I was talking, I was showing this uh, to Golden before we went on, uh, went on the air. So we did this here at Spotlight Branding where we created um, this little graphic um, we did both the Enneagram and the and the Clifton Strengths, um, but we listed our top ten strengths, and then we listed the bottom three, and then also kind of did sort of a, a I don't know what you would call it, some sort of size comparison to like how much of your 
strengths or, you know, or the weight of your strengths in each domain. And so, you know, mine, I'm, I'm very heavily in the executing domain. I, you know, I mentioned earlier, I, I'm a kind of heads down kind of person. Uh, you mentioned achiever uh, earlier as one of the strengths. That's my second strength. Um, you know, other ones is, you know, deliberative responsibility, discipline, restorative, like all in that executing theme, but we did that. Um, you know, so we did that with all of our team here and, and it just helps us understand each other better, understand how each other works better. But another thing that we've done that I think has really helped us out is we've integrated it into our hiring process. So we already have a a pretty comprehensive hiring process. I I mean, several steps along the way, lots of quizzes and such and and so many things. But (laughs) when people get to the final stage where we're going to bring them in for an in-person interview, we have them take the, the Clifton strengths. It's, it's 50, I think it's like 50, $55 per assessment from the Gallup website. And what we do is, you know, depending on what kind of position they're hiring for. So let's say they're hiring for an account manager position. You know, we want our account managers to not only be able to have some executing skills, but we also want to make sure that they are at least able to maintain the relationships that we have with our clients. So typically we're looking for people who either have the executing domain or that relationship building domain. And we have, you know, a mix of both and they all work really well. But those sorts of things are what help inform us to see, to really give us like hard data as to whether or not someone's going to be a good fit. Because someone can interview really well, they can say all the right things. But what we really like about this Clifton Street is that it gives you some good data to look at to see if someone's going to be a good fit. Yeah, absolutely. It's such useful information to connect with someone really quickly beyond the surface and understand what their their priorities are. And that's something that's so key for engagement. I probably keep referencing the, the Gallup Q12 because you see mm-hmm. information just from the strengths assessment um, alone. We see results like people who are um, aware of their strengths and have a deep understanding of their strengths are six times more likely to report feeling more engaged at work. That's what we all want for every team, every team and every leader, every manager wants to have that kind of uh, that kind of data or that type of impact uh, on their team. So engaging with it, helping team members develop that, helping them understand that. And then the understanding of your strengths is so helpful, but that also kind of motivates you to want to understand the strengths of your team members and know how to collaborate effectively, know when to ask for help. So I'm sure you guys have done this, but one of the things I coach my teams through is powerful partnership. So I had the privilege many years ago when I was just a young uh, employee, I had the privilege of working with a powerful leader and boss. Uh, her name is Stacy Ballinger. She's also a strengths coach uh, as well and such a positive uh, impact in my life. And she is someone who had uh, strengths like strategic, command, uh, activator, and communication. So she just such a great influencer and such a great executor. Some of my strengths were more so in harmony and intellection. And she had this way of working very well with me where she actually encouraged me, hey, I need you to just go have some quiet time, go close your door, uh, be by yourself in your office. I won't be offended if you need to take time away from our conversation, because I know that's how you work better when you have time to think and process. So deliberative, intellection, analytical, when we take our time to process, we come back with such great ideas, 
such great innovation. And we had that perfect balance where she had her uh, activator and I had my intellection and she knew how to drive me toward action. And I knew how to slow down the process when that was needed. And it was the perfect balance and way for each other to ask for help and collaborate. And I think that's the sort of like an image of what I like to see teams do. I like to coach managers and leaders and teams to, to achieve. And it, it makes for such a fulfilling work environment. Yeah. I mean, it, and that, I think this, this goes a long way towards solving potential problems. Cause I mean, I, I hear business owners talk all the time and there, there's, there seems like there's this constant level of just annoyance with their employees, Mm -hmm. probably because their employees don't think and work the same way they do. And it's because Mm -hmm. they don't have this, this context context is my number one. So I love context, but um, they just, they don't have this context for how other people think and and kind of work differently. Mm -hmm. And so that's what this does. I mean, I can, I can tell you right now, our CEO, uh, Mark Strudniglia, he, he and I are basically opposites on the, the Clifton strengths. He is high influencer, like Woo is his number one. He's, yeah. you know, a l- lot of orange in his very little executing, like not yeah. n- executing is not uh, uh, like achiever, I think is like one of his bottom strengths. Mm-hmm. So he and I, you know, I think without that understanding, I think he and I would butt heads a lot, but because, mm-hmm. you know, him and I give him credit for spearheading this because we have this sort of system in place, we understand each other. We understand mm-hmm what each other needs and how each other would communicate process information and all of that. And so there's, there's a little bit more, um, there's a little bit more give and take there. And and I think that our working relationship has benefited from having Mm -hmm. this sort of thing. Um, The one thing I I did want to ask you, because I've kind of noticed this and this may just be in my own little world, but do you see more business owners have either that high influencer or maybe the high strategic strength domains versus maybe, you know, management or maybe employees who are a little bit more in the executing and maybe relationship building area? That's a very good question. And you will be surprised by my answer. It is the the strengths uh, themselves, they don't discriminate. You will be Mm. so shocked as to how some of the greatest leaders you you could imagine, you'd expect them to be high on command and high on uh, communication and all the the typical uh, Mm. stereotypical strengths that paint the picture of leadership. But it's so diverse. Our leaders are so diverse uh, across the board. And that's one of the conversations that I have with my my team's clients, managers, whenever we do our sessions, is to trace back, and we can think about this now, trace back to the person, one person uh, that was the most influential in your life, and think about three words that you would use to describe them. So for me, I would say, let's say my mom, she was encouraging, she was forgiving, and very loving unconditionally. Um, And then I can say that about my boss that I referenced uh, earlier, pretty much the same thing. She believed in my potential, even when I didn't see it in myself and so on and so forth. But two different individuals with two different personality styles and two different sets of strengths, but having such powerful influence um, on me as a a follower, as a child, whatever the the scenario or context uh, is. But yes, there is a lot of uh, diversity in in leadership or in team members that you might have team members who are high on command and communication as well 
so it's it's really a good mix, and I love that because it allows us yeah. to just relax and be present, and then go through that process of aiming, applying uh, our strengths. So I always coach my clients to know your strengths, own your strengths, and then aim or apply them for effect. Yeah, and I think that that's also a good reminder. It's not. It's not. You know, the the Clifton Strengths isn't pigeonholing you into a certain path based on what your strengths are. It's more like, Hey, this is the information, you know, this is how you, this is what, this is what you're strongest at. Now use that to your advantage to get where you want to be. So Mm -hmm. maybe if, you know, maybe if I have aspirations of, of running a business one day, I can use my executing strengths to get all of the things done that I need to get done to build up a business and, and, and grow a company like that versus, you know, the way Mark did it, he built it up through networking. He, you know, was very influential. He got a lot of people in his corner. And so there's, there's obviously a bunch of different ways to do it. And I think that it's really great that Strength Finder gives you different areas to look at, to help you understand yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really, it's so, really powerful. Yeah. And so the, the last question I had for you uh, in terms of, you know, obviously people can, simply go to Gallup's website or you can Google Clifton Strengths, take the assessment. Like I said, I think it's like 50, 55 bucks to do it. But what value and what benefits does someone like you who is a coach bring to businesses who are looking to, to do more with this? Yes. So that's a very good question. And there is several layers uh, of that. So we go from, uh, from the individual to the team, to the manager or leader, uh, depending on the context. The value is, and we, you hear Gallup says this, and every Gallup coach uh, will tell you this, that everybody needs a coach. And I say everybody deserves a coach because there's just something that's powerful when you have someone who is in your corner. And someone like a coach, you know, we, we actually want um, managers and leaders within their organizations to do the coaching. My job is uh, really done when I can train the manager to be a coach for their own internal team. That's my number one goal is I want to come in, give you the skills, the techniques and the tools and walk away so that you can keep that process going for, uh, for a lifetime. So the, the impact of it is at first level, when you are with someone from outside who is objective, you can have that clarity, you can have that empathy, have the language and the feedback that you need to drive your goals and drive the performance and drive your, uh, your development. A lot of times people expect um, coaching to be one thing, but it ends up being another thing. So coaching is really simple. It's less about mentoring and advice giving because that, you know, that can fall under the umbrella of consulting. Coaching is really focused, very objective. It's question driven. It's forward focused, future oriented to drive us forward because there's so many times when we're in our in our work, in our head, in our mind, and we're stuck in the present or most of the time stuck in the past. So having a coach to move things forward is is the ultimate value for both individuals, for teams, and especially for managers, because managers have that 73% variance, so 73% impact on the team environment and its team uh, uh, outcome. So yeah, that's that's just a quick way to summarize it. 
Awesome. So how can people uh, reach out to you if they're interested in uh, working working with you on getting uh, uh, Clifton Strengths implemented? Yes, please uh, connect with me. My email is pretty simple. I watch that uh, regularly. It's just goldenmadume at gmail.com. Um, you can also connect with me on Instagram. It's the one platform that I am most uh, active on these days. So either email or Instagram, which is also at goldenmadume, G-O-L-D-E-N-M-A-D-U-M-E. So you can reach me through direct message or just a quick email. I would love to connect with you for coaching, for resources. Um, and if I'm not the right coach for you, I have access to a network of coaches that have specific specializations in finance and so on and so forth. I can connect you with the, with the right per person. It's always a pleasure to be a resource to anyone at any time. Awesome. And yes, and I'll have Golden's contact information uh, in the show notes. Uh, I do have one final question for you before we wrap up. Uh, it's the one question that we ask everybody, or at least I try to ask. I know I've missed it on a couple of episodes and I kick myself afterwards for doing it, but I'm, I'm getting it in on this one. And that is, if you had one final piece of advice for our listeners out there, what would it be? I would say really take the time to know yourself and fight past this old school because I know we can compartmentalize. That is true uh, of all of us. We can do that well, but we don't want to fragment ourselves into pieces, all the different hats that we wear or all the different aspects of our lives. The best way for people to find peace um, and success is to Dig deep in knowing who they are. The Clifton Strengths is a powerful tool. I'm not just saying that because I'm biased. It's had the same impact for me and the many people I, I've worked with. So getting to know yourself first, achieve that alignment and peace can really be the launching pad for your success moving forward. So that's that's the one thing I always recommend. And that's the one thing that I always work on myself. And it's a continuous process. Some people see it as a like a destination that you arrive when you take the assessment and you know your results. I say, no, you've got to keep working on it and continue moving that ball forward every day. Yeah, I, I can't agree more with that. I mean, it's like, you know, I, cause this is something I've been focusing on personally over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, the Clifton Strengths especially has helped me conceptualize and, and put into words, you know, the things that I thought. I knew about myself and felt like, oh yes, that's how you frame that and explain, you know, especially, like I said, like context is my number one thing. I I've always been aware of that. I just hadn't been able to put it into those exact words to help everyone sort of understand that. And so, uh, yeah, this has been such a great tool for, for me personally. And then for, for all of us here at spotlight branding. So, uh, this has been really awesome. A lot of great insight. I hope everyone's inspired to go take the Clifton strengths assessment, uh, potentially maybe even work with golden here on, on some coaching and some integration. Uh, but that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, continue to rate review us wherever you're consuming the show. We really do appreciate all the feedback. And that's it. Golden, thanks so much for dropping by. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.